and we were there a good few hours before waiting for a long time and then he arrived and yeah I remember seeing him get out of his car and I, my heart was just pounding even just being in the presence of him was enough he, he came to our side of the barrier there were two sides of the barrier he came to our side of the barrier and eventually he came to me and you know he thanked me for coming out and everything and he signed my CD and it was at the CD he signed for me was actually my greatest hit CD that my dad gave me exactly it was just incredible and then I, yeah, I remember going back to the hotel for an hour or so before the show. And I remember when I got back, I just broke down in tears of happiness of what just happened. I just met and had a brief conversation with the boss. And that was just, he, he's been my hero my whole life. And I met him. I was crying for ages. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me today in a timey-wimey episode, it is my night, his early morning. Robbie Spicer is joining me. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, so tell us a little about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm currently 19 years old. Uh, I'm born and raised in London, although right now I'm currently studying at university in Liverpool. So Very North nice. Uh, so yeah, when I'm in Liverpool here, uh, I'm living in a house with seven other great lads. You know, they're brilliant. Um, having a great time. But then when I'm back in London, I live with my family. I live with my parents and my sister. Oh, okay. Very nice. Uh, what mm. are you studying in Liverpool? I'm doing sociology with criminology. Oh, okay. What do you want to be when you grow up, or do you not know yet? Oh, I have no idea, if I'm being honest. <laughs> okay. No, no, that is, yeah. I, I absolutely get that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you reached out to me and said you wanted to visit. Uh, mm. So we always start at the beginning. So talk about growing up. What kind of music did your family listen to when you were growing up? Was it a musical family? Yes, it's definitely a musical family. I swear, I think most of my music in our family came from my dad. He's always loved his music. I think a large part of my music taste has definitely come from him. Um, he's always been a great fan of, you know, the Beatles and then Paul McCartney and the Wings, uh, Talking Heads, Nick Haywood, Haircut 100. And more recently, actually, he's a massive fan of Frank Turner, who he's seen many times live. Um, and yeah, he's also a big fan of collecting vinyl records. So throughout my childhood, I was just listening to a load of his albums, you know, growing up as a kid, which was brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah. And have you, you know, I, I often ask this with my adult guests, yeah. you know, did you run to a point when you're a teenager or in college where you rebelled against your parents' music, but that would be about this point in your life. And I, I take yeah. it you're not rebelling, right? No, not at the moment. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> Very nice. That's good. Um, yeah. Why are you going to school in Liverpool? What uh, is just, that's the, 
that there's a really good school for that or just what why you ended up going there well yeah it's it's a great university in itself but also i just love this city i think it's fantastic there's, yeah. there's so much going on you know it's just brilliant and a nice change of scenery as well so that's brilliant well very cool cool so um you you mentioned in your email that you know you're at 19 and you know in love with bruce's music um and you aren't alone. I, I've had multiple guests that young on the mm-hmm. podcast, but yes, normally, you know, it's all us old uh, guys and gals okay. are listening. Yeah. How did you first discover Bruce? Well, well, I do actually remember very clearly the exact time I discovered Bruce. Um, I think I'd say it was probably my eighth birthday. I think I was celebrating with my family. Okay. Uh, and I remember my parents very kindly got me an iPod Nano for my birthday. All right. Which at that time was, you know, that was the device to have. That's, you know, Absolutely. popular in school and everything. So, um, but yeah, at that age, I hadn't really truly discovered my music taste. Um, so what my dad did is he just downloaded every song he had in his iTunes library onto that iPod. Um, and all I did basically was just press shuffle on the iPod constantly and just listen to whatever came up. Um, and I remember a few days after my birthday, just pressing shuffle and one time randomly dancing in the dark from his greatest hits album comes on, which my dad had downloaded. And I just remember absolutely falling in love with that song, you know, the organ playing, his voice, the lyrics, everything. And from then on that song, I would listen to as many times as possible every day. And, um, and then, you know, I tried seeing what else, what other Springsteen songs were downloaded on the sidepod. And I remember there were only two other songs that my dad had on this. He had Born in the USA, which is also from his greatest hit. Mm-hmm. And he had the music video to Glory Day. Okay. Uh, and I just, you know, listened to all three of those songs constantly. And I just loved them all. And that was brilliant. And then I went to my dad eventually. And I said, yeah, you know, this Bruce guy, he's pretty good. I quite like him. And I remember him straight away, he went and he gave me his Springsteen Greatest Hits CD, which he had for some time. And he said, you know what, this is yours. Keep it. Go listen to more of his songs. And I just remember listening to it on my dad's CD player and just loving every single one. Uh, And yeah, and then, um, you know, as time went on, I started creating my own playlist with Springsteen songs. And I remember I first made a specific Springsteen playlist that only had 20 songs on it. But I loved everyone. And actually, to this day, on my, on my phone now, I still have that same playlist. That Although exact now, same, yeah. It's got more than 250 songs, I believe. Right. Me. Yeah. I, I ask this often, and, and Robbie, and it's okay if you can't articulate, but why, what about his music? What about Dancing in the Dark spoke to you? I'd say... For me, at first, when I first discovered him, I think it was the uniqueness of his music that spoke okay. to me. I never really heard any brass or any saxophone in any rock and roll songs. And that right. was probably what I first loved about the E Street Band. Um, okay. But yeah, nowadays, you know, I've, I've now grown up with Bruce throughout my teenage years into adulthood. Right. I think it's hard to say now what his music speaks to me, probably mainly his lyrics. Right. You know, and I think they're just amazing in every sense. I think one standout just off the top of my head would be 
from the promised land. Yeah. I think specifically from his Springsteen on Broadway version, you know, the lyric, um, yeah. Mr. I ain't a boy. No, I'm a man. Right. And I believe in the promised land that has always had such great meaning to me that no other artist has even come close to matching. Yeah. And that's just brilliant. Do, um, as you're, you know, you said you started out with this 20 playlist and, and so did you start going and, and, you know, saving your money and going to music stores and looking for other, you know, CDs, vinyls, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I've, I've, I've actually, uh, for a few years now, I've been collecting vinyls and CDs. Yeah. Especially along with my dad as well. And I would just, you know, constantly look for Bruce and just diving yeah. deeper and deeper into his music. And that's what just made it my, my love for him keep expanding. The amount of songs that I found that I just absolutely loved was just endless. Yeah. Mm. It, it is a, you know, it's especially rewarding. Um, I think of it in terms of like a, an author or a writer, you know, sometimes you discover a writer that's only done a couple of novels and mm-hmm. that's exciting. But then you find this, this writer and he or she has like 30 books, you know, yeah. and you're like, Oh my goodness, I have all this to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's, you know, been for you, like just, you know, as you got the greatest hits and then you look at other things, can, can you, can you talk about a couple of albums that really like when you got them, you went, holy moly, this is something different or talk a little bit about as you going through this journey, share some stories behind that, Robbie. Yeah. Um, well, I remember for a long time now, one of my favorite albums of his has always been Tunnel of Love. And I remember actually, you know, going out and buying that CD, listening to it and just yeah. thinking it's incredible, you know, so many, they're, they're all just such beautiful songs. And, you know, One Step Up has always been very yeah. close to me, uh, as well as Valentine's Day, you know, When You're Alone, they're all amazing. And Spare Parts, that's just such an epic song. Uh, that's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's the anniversary of it being released. And um, there was a little bit of love for it on Twitter and people saying that, you know, a lot of them were picking, you know, in my top 10 or my top five. It's also one of my favorites. What yeah. I find interesting, Robbie, and I'm going to try to say this without sounding condescending so you won't tell me to go, you know, screw myself. But, yeah, okay. you know, I often people, fans, I, I feel like they don't enjoy Tunnel of Love until they've had their heart broken a couple of times or they've been in a relationship for a long time, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that's very intuitive and and very knowledgeable of you to understand that music right away, because I do think he's coming from a very different place, especially compared to born in the USA. When you think about it, he went from born in the USA to tunnel love. You went, Holy crap. How, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you got to see him live yet? Well, yeah. Actually, um, unfortunately, I've only seen him once live. But you know, for my okay. age, I think, you know, that's still pretty lucky. No, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had there was one other time which I could have I was close to seeing him, which was actually his River Tour in 2016. Okay. Uh, I remember he was playing in Wembley Stadium. I think it was mm-hmm. June that year, 
Mm -hmm. And I remember asking my dad and my parents, oh, please, I I have to see him. Yeah, I have to go, I have to go, yeah. Yeah, and they initially agreed. Um, But then, annoyingly, that day that he was performing, that night even, was the night before one of my end-of-year school exams. Okay. Such bad timing. And obviously, I would have seen Bruce any day. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, we can take a test anytime. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But yeah, my (laughs) parents decided against it, which was very annoying. It wasn't even that important of a test, which is, you know. Yeah, exactly. When when did you get to see him? Well, yeah, actually, then I think a couple years later, my dad told me that he actually got tickets to see Springsteen on Broadway in New wow. York. Wow. Okay. And that, I remember my whole family telling me, being so excited to tell me that we're, myself and my dad are going to fly out to New York specifically to see him. And I just, I remember when they told me, it, it took a while to set in. Sure. And they, they were saying to me, you, you, you don't seem happy. And I'm just there just trying to actually figure out what's happening. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it was, it was December, 2018. My dad and I flew out. We stayed in New York a couple of days before, you know, seeing the sights, being a tourist. And then, yeah, the show, I remember we, the whole time we were there, we were so determined for me to actually meet Bruce in the flesh, Mm -hmm. which I know is is a big ask, but we, we thought, you know, we, we, I, I knew off the internet that when he comes out, of the water care, you know, he, everyone's there yeah. with him. And I was hoping, you know, maybe he'd see me and uh, I'd get him to maybe sign my CD if I was lucky. Right. But, you know, after the show, he, he didn't really stop around. He just sort of waved to everyone with Patty and got in his car and everything. But then we figured out, you know, he's got to get into the theater, doesn't he? Yeah. So we thought, okay, we figured out from there that if we get there a few hours earlier before the show, we wait for him. And that's when he actually stops and he signs everyone's photos. He, he says hi to everyone. So yeah. we did that. And we were there a good few hours before, waiting for a long time. But then he arrived. And yeah, I remember seeing him get out of his car and I, my heart was just pounding. Even just being in the presence of him was enough. Right. But yeah, he, he came to our side of the barrier. There were two sides of the barrier. He came to our side of the barrier. And eventually he came to me and, you know, he thanked me for coming out and everything. And he signed my CD. And it was at the CD he signed for me was actually my greatest hit CD that my dad gave me. The oh, first album oh, that I've how, ever how perfect is that, right? Exactly. It was just incredible. And then, I, yeah, I remember going back to the hotel for an hour or so before the show. And I remember when I got back, I just broke down in tears of happiness of what just happened. I just met and had a brief conversation with the boss. And that was just, he, he's been my hero my whole life and I met him. I was crying for ages. And then, you know, we went to the show and got there and our seats were incredible. I think we were probably about five rows from the front, dead center. And he comes out and he starts playing growing up and just that guitar riff made me start crying again. The fact that I'm sitting 30, 40 feet away from my hero. And the whole show is obviously just incredible. And actually, to, to this day, my dad, he still mentions, he, he, he's always said, uh, you know, a, a year or so later after he said I couldn't go to the River Tour, he said to me how much he regrets it because he realised that, you know, it wasn't that important of an exam and I could have gone. Right. And he still says to me how much he regrets it. But every time he says that, I say, Dad, you have redeemed yourself a thousand times over with what you gifted me with that. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm not worried about that at all anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, had you, 
had you researched and knew what was on the set list in Broadway before you went? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember listening to all the songs. There, I think at that point, the only song I didn't really know that he was playing was "The Wish." Okay, but I started that. I've I found that uh, I heard it before, but I never really properly listened to it. But then I started listening to that again, and that was just amazing. That's another song to add to the list. And yeah, it was a great set list. Brilliant set list. Yeah, um, I, I the wish was on my list. You know, um, I'm going to ask you a little bit about you know, songs you want to hear live sometime, but the wish was on my list and Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to go to Broadway as well. And Mm -hmm. um, to hear that live was something special and, and to hear um, him talk about his mom, knowing that his mom is fighting Alzheimer's just was really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, Do what are some other songs or albums that mean to you, something to you? If I were to mention another album, I think it would have to be Western Stars. Okay. I remember when it first came out, I wasn't really, well, so before it came out, I wasn't too sure how I would like it just because it's, you know, quite different to everything he's done before. It is, yeah. Yeah, but um, I just remember listening, he, he released, a, I think, three songs beforehand before the whole right. album. I loved, I loved all three of them. And then he released the whole album and that was just incredible. Went to go see the movie with my dad in cinema, yet again with my dad. He never really listened to that album, but after that movie, he was loving it as well. Yeah. You know, he, plays, he plays The Wayfarer, Tucson Train, he plays them very often now. Yeah, I, I have coming up, um, I have the people that, um, run my podcast network are not big Springsteen fans and um, so I was talking about them and we were trying to figure out a way that they could join me you know they they're like hey you know and I said well have you watched Western Stars and they go no what's that I well I said um, a few years ago Bruce put out an album and Mm -hmm. then he didn't tour but he you know he he filmed it performing it live at this beautiful barn that's on his property and so they texted me while they were watching it went oh my goodness thank you so much for sharing this with us this is good so I'm excited about having them on to talk about it it was it it and it's interesting too I have had multiple people tell me that they didn't enjoy the cd but once they saw the movie they felt a different kin, you know, they felt yeah. a connection to the music. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was a great CD right from the beginning and mm-hmm. just really enjoyed it. It feels like a collection of short stories. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like similar to Nebraska, not in style, but Nebraska had little bitty stories. And mm-hmm. this one really did feel like almost an Elmore Leonard or Zane Gray could have been writing these short stories about, you know, this, this people in the West. That's good. Are there other songs, albums, or other stories to share about experiences? Like, so did you go see blind by the light and did you go, Oh, that's me. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, We we actually got a premiere viewing of that. Me and my family to go see that movie. Oh, Uh, really? That wasn't wasn't being shown a whole lot. Around right. where we were, we got a premiere viewing in the cinema to go see that because obviously I was so excited. Yeah, and yeah, that that spoke to me as well. Just you know, growing up, 
through your teenage years, which are which are just extremely important years. And the fact that that kid Bruce helped him so much, and I really do agree with that. You know, I, I just throughout my life, you know, if I've ever had hard times, you know, with school, with friends, or anything, you know, I've always thought to myself, Bruce will always be with me. I'll right. always have Bruce, and he'll always stay with me. And 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 that just made my love for him even bigger. You know, I, I quote often, uh, you know, Land of Hope and Dreams, where he says, you'll need a good companion for this part of the ride. And I always think of that. He's He's been a good companion uh, for me through, um, you know, good times, bad times, health problems, you know, challenging times. That music has always been there to kind of, keep me company and keep me motivated and keep me cheerful, you know, yeah. or when I feel like being sad, you know, play some of his sad songs and just yeah. enjoy that sadness. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm. That's, that's awesome. So um, are you, you mentioned um, you, you, it sounds like you haven't been able to convert a lot of your friends over to Bruce music. No, not exactly, no. Yeah. Although, saying that, um, uh, here at uni, one guy that I'm living with now, my mate Lucas, I remember a good few months back playing, just randomly off, off my playlist, playing If if I Was the Priest. Yeah. And he, he was with me just in, just in the room with me. And I remember him saying to me, oh, this is a brilliant song. Yeah. And then that was um, right before one of our long holidays. And mm-hmm. I remember com- coming back after the three-week holiday, I think it was, and him saying, this is now my most played song on Spotify. Oh, how funny. And I've been listening to it on repeat. My parents are now going insane with how much I've been listening to it. <laughs> and from, from that, he actually, he's, he's now started listening to some more songs. He, he loves Ghosts. He loves Spirit in the Night. Uh, I played Frankie for him even, and he, he, he loves that as well. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that I, I, I love, you know, introducing Bruce to people. I, I, I just think it's amazing. Talk to me about uh, when Letter to You came out. What were your thoughts? What were you, you've talked about Berkshire oh. on Western Stars, but, and then fell in love with it. Talk to me about Letter to You. Well, I, I, I remember being so excited because that, I think that for me was the, I'd probably say that's the only E Street Band album that I remember, like the release of it and everything. Right. Yes. And the release day. Because obviously we had Western Stars, but that's not E Street. But um, exactly. Yeah. I remember, you know, getting pre ordering my CD, getting to me, being alone in my uni room, taking a good amount of time out to just listen to it all the way through. Uh, and I, again, same with Western Stars, just every song is banger. And I just, I, I, I love every single one. I remember listening to Last Man Standing. I think I'd have to mention that one. That's incredible. And yeah. also, I think another one I have to mention, which has helped me quite recently. Uh, it might sound a bit silly to say this, but um, around Easter time this year, uh, my family and I, we had to put down our family cat. Sure. And, you know, you know people think, oh, it's, it's just a cat and everything. But when no. I died, I, honestly, she was my best friend for the 12 years that she was with us. Yes. And that really did hit me hard. That yeah. really did. And what song helped me the most of that, I think, was I'll See You In My Dream. Yes. You know, because, you know, I, 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 it just speaks to me. I still do see her in my dreams, weirdly enough. Yeah. And I know I will see her again. 
when you know and and that's just that that is another example of how Bruce has helped me throughout my life you know Robbie couple of qu- couple of comments one um you know in 2011 my father had passed away and you know you you kind of mentioned that on social media and you get a lot of posts a lot of people you know saying really kind things and loving things Mm -hmm. um when our beagle passed i swear we got more I mean, more compliments and more kind thoughts than it was losing my dad. There's just, everyone understands that pet, that, that, you know, that connection they have with us. Um, Mm. And yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, And, and that I'll see you in my dreams is such a, a powerful song. And, and, you know, he's now taken to using that to close this second trip on Broadway and it just, it's, it's a perfect song to do that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I get that totally. Um, Mm. That's, that's funny. Do um, what, what are, what are some songs like let's the band tours in 2022, they go to Europe, they're there in the UK you know, what, what are songs you're chasing? What do you want to hear besides obviously Western stars and letter to you, right? We just want yeah. you to play them, but what yeah. are other things you want to hear? Um, honestly, I think I would love to hear a good amount of songs from tracks. I'm a massive fan of tracks, you know, all those deep tunes, all the amount of hidden gems in that compilation. Is just it funny. is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And there, there's so many that, you know, when I try to look up, if he's performed them live, he's only performed them once or a couple of times and everything. And um, I think one standout for me, which I'd probably say was my favorite song of his, of all time for a long time, but it's still up there. Definitely is take them as they come. Yeah. I love that one more than anything. And I, I think, I think he's only performed that when it's been recorded once. And right. that was, you know, it was a request and it was a bit, you know, uh, just an impromptu and everything. Yeah, the sign request. But, uh, yeah. 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 But uh, that would be incredible. Another one as well, uh, Brothers Under the Bridges, 83. Yes. Uh, um, that just, the you know, the last verse in that song and the sax solo yeah. is, is just incredible. And I think seeing that live would be amazing because I do think that is a very powerful song. And I yeah. love it. And um Oh, also as well, another one from Traps, Thundercrack. Yeah. He's, he's only performed that a handful of times. Uh, but yeah. uh, that, you know, what a ballad and what an incredible song that, you know, it, it stretches out for so long, but I'm never, ever bored. And he, he's done, I've, I've seen him perform it a few times. I think he performed it at Leeds once on the River Tour, which I've seen a video of. And that, he sort of changes the ending with a sax solo and the violin and everything. And that's just even better, I think. And yeah, um, that that would be amazing. That'd mm-hmm. be brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, I think all of us have our lists of things that we want to see. And I agree. I have uh, several from tracks. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know where the bands are, Lion's Den. You know oh, yeah, this. I you know. Um, mm-hmm. I love. Um, ain't good enough from the promise 
you know. Oh, I absolutely love that one. Yeah, that, yeah, that was in my top five for a long while as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It just it it seems it's such a fun pop song, and yeah. it it's so yeah. That's that's awesome. That was uh, a brilliant live. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. 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 So, so, um, what else? What What am I not asking you that I should, Robbie? Oof. Um, are there other stories? It's been there. You know, one of the things that I do, and I'm picked. I get picked on a lot. Is that? Yeah. It seems like no matter what the circumstances, I can find a Bruce lyric to match it or tell a Springsteen story that seems to fit the mood. Um, yeah. So how about you? I mean, that's, it sounds like you're, it, he is a major influence and part of your life. So um, share a little bit, maybe some of the stories behind that of where you've, he's helped you get into the music has helped you get through something. Oh yeah. Well, I, I really do just believe being a big fan of Bruce has really helped me discover myself and actually helped me create my own identity yeah. I really don't think I would be where I am right now without him I really mm. don't and um yeah uh I think I think one song that was one of my early ones that I heard from him uh yeah. was 10th Avenue Freeze Out because you know that's quite a hit and that, that, I, that I discovered yeah. that quite quickly um and that was my favorite for a long time as well I've just had so many favorites it changes so often yeah but um but yeah seeing videos of that live I mean, my my, I would just love that. You know, the shout out to Clarence at the like at the yeah middle part as well with the round of applause and everything. To see that live would be incredible. Oh, I actually, yeah. kind of a funny story. Us, my sort of group of friends at uni, us lads, we all some. I'm not really sure how it started, but we all just sort of given each other nicknames that we sort of refer each uh, refer uh, to each other as. Sure, and you know, just a bit random. And mine, which I think. I made them believe that it was their idea, but I sort of manipulated them. Thinking, yes. Exactly, they started calling me Scooter. I because, love it. You know, yes. Scooter and the big man bus to city in half. And that's yeah. just like, you know, it's just a little shout out to Bruce as well, which they don't know. If they listen to this, obviously they'll find out, but you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, that's great. And, um, you know, I've, I've always sort of found ways to put East Street Band references in my life. Saying this, when I, I I'm... The, uh, the youngest within my school year like I'm near the end of August which is when I was okay. and so when all my mates turned 18 and started you know drinking and going out and everything I couldn't do that so eventually I managed to get a little you know quite, quite bad fake ID which yeah. I used a few times and I actually you know I could, I, I could design it myself and choose my name my name on the ID was actually Daniel Paul Federici <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'd show it to everyone, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's a really cool name." I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah." yeah. And that's just you know, a little reference, just a little joke for yourself. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, and no, yeah, exactly. No one gets that but me. But yeah, that's that, that, that's just yeah. quite funny as well. Mm. Um, we had uh, the company I work for um, owns an Airstream, you know, mm-hmm. an RV, yeah. and uh, they had a naming contest. And mm-hmm. um, they, an Airstream is the silver RV. And so it yeah. looks a little bit like um, Rosie, the maid on Jetsons, you know. And so several yeah. people mm-hmm. suggested Rosie. And I suggested Rosie, but not 
because of Rosalita, right? Yeah. Like, like that's in my mind. And they ended up, Rosie ended up being the name they chose. But in my yeah. mind, it's, it has really, it's Rosalita, right? The full yeah, name exactly. of the Airstream is Rosalita. And oh, we just called Rosie for short. Yeah. yeah, that's, 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 that's brilliant. That's, that's so yeah. good. Good. Yeah. Um, so um, school going well? Yeah, yeah, school's brilliant at the moment. I'm I'm really enjoying my course. I'm really enjoying the people I'm with. Yeah. First, that's great. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. And uh you're did the semester just start just a month or so ago? Or yeah. When? yeah, no, it, it started for me two weeks ago. Okay. So I, I actually uh, I'm in my second year of uni now and all of my first year were just online classes. I was gonna ask how things are going yeah. over there with the pandemic and everything. Are you are some things back in person now? Yeah, yeah. So I actually had my first in-person seminar today. Wow. Today. And that was weird, but very nice to actually meet people on my, off my course in person. Yeah, I you bet. Know? Yeah. I want mm-hmm. that. Is. And, you know, we, we, we still wear masks. We still keep our distance where we can. But, you know, that yeah. we, just being in the same room as people and having a conversation, not on, you know, just, you know, just talking yeah. with a group of people on Zoom is quite. Oh, yeah. It's got to be yeah. really nice. Definitely yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, All right. Before I let you go, um, I got to ask you the Mary question. So, uh, so if you are Robbie's friend and you're listening to this, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher from the Philadelphia area. He recently retired, but he is the one who created this Um, every year. His his seniors, high school seniors, would, in their honors English class, would spend two days breaking apart the song Thunder Road, looking at the lyrics, talking about the imagery, the, the words Bruce picked. And at the end of the two days, he asked his class, does Mary get in the car? So, Robbie Spicer, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Okay, being honest, for me, I think the answer to this question is easy. Okay. I think it is definitely yes. All right. And the reason for that, I really do believe that all or at least most of Clarence and Jake's solos in Bruce's songs tell a story in itself, which I think is a great way to do this without lyrics. Yes. And that incredible solo at the end, I think the mood of that just tells me that it's a happy ending where Mary does indeed get in the car. And I see it, you know, with other songs, especially, you know, Jungle Land, of course. And even songs, yeah, Janie, Don't You Lose Heart as well. I, I, I really do believe the saxophone solos are more than just a solo. They actually help to tell and expand on what Bruce is singing about. Yeah, and that's I agree. Why I, yeah, I really do believe that Mary did get in that car and it's a very happy ending. So what's, what I find a little bit um, wonderful to share with you, Robbie, is I had a guy on... And his answer was, it depends. He right. says, when, when the E Street Band do Thunder Road, she gets in the car because that triumphant sax solo yeah. is, a, is a sound of joy, is a sound yeah. of going. Mm-hmm. He said, when Bruce does it solo, and he yeah. ends the song with the kind of him humming, humming. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't get in the car. He's driving yeah. off by himself. And I think that's it. perfect. That that is, yeah. I think, a perfect answer. Yeah, Absolutely. I, yeah, I, 
I see that as well, definitely. Yeah. Um, so if someone wants to reach Robbie, are you on social media? What what's what's the best way to reach you? Yes, um, I say probably the best way to reach me would be on Instagram. Uh, okay. which is just at Robbie Spicer, nothing different, nothing else. Okay. It's actually quite easy to find me. My profile picture has always been the cover of Born to Run. Very nice. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm also on Twitter as well. I do like to talk all things Bruce for people. Um, okay. And my Twitter tag for that is at Spicer underscore Robbie. Okay, good. All yeah. right. Do you have any final words or thoughts you want to share? Yeah, um, I would actually. I'd quite like to just give a quick shout out to the company Hungry Heart. I don't know if you've heard of it. You might, might mention it before on this show. It's a UK company that arrange club nights where they specifically only play East Street songs all night. Yes. And uh, throughout lockdown, from since the first lockdown, they've always been doing live streams where I can just tune in, listen to the music and talk to some great people about it, which I rarely get to do. Um, Hannah, last right? Summer they actually, so Hannah? yeah, Hannah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, last summer they actually did a 24-hour live stream of just Bruce music for charity. And I'd personally just like to mention that I'm very proud to say I stayed up for 24 hours. Yes. I was there for the whole thing with them, which I'm very proud of. You um, should be. So yeah. Yeah. And that really did help me through lockdown, just you know, made me excited for events and you know, just kept me going. So I'd I'd like to thank them for that. That that's amazing. I um I I I love Burgers and Bruce and Hannah. Yeah. I we have we have now got to our schedule worked out. She says she wants to be on the podcast. Uh, we just yeah. haven't been able to work out schedules. I absolutely agree. That is a great shout out. I mm. I love the um you know and it's 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 you know it's you it's always an interesting time here in the U.S. when they're going on, but it's such they they do such a great job of of weaving the set list together where yeah. it, it it it's not random it flows really well I, I agree that's a great shout out and well well said my friend yeah, yeah. thank you very much yeah. all right uh well this has been great um i appreciate your time and uh i'm, I'm gonna sound like a dad now go get some rest yeah, uh cool. but yeah uh but um when he's touring next year and you get mm-hmm. to see a full e street band i need you to come on again and tell me the experience to. all right absolutely love to thank you all right that sounds great yeah. all right listeners go get vaccinated remember to wear your mask let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this thank you robbie thank you listeners and we'll talk to you soon goodbye Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. 
If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.